Hey, what's going on, Cultivated Community? I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really didn't have any idea what I was going to be doing as far as content and recording episodes on this podcast, but you know what? It's actually been really exciting and engaging, not only just for myself, but for a lot of the listeners that have come out and thanked me because there really hasn't been a a full documentary on what it's like to be a, a cannabis startup. So I thought I'd put this podcast episode together to give you a little bit of behind the scenes and just a little bit of thoughts behind what it's like being a cannabis CEO in a startup company. So thank you so much. Enjoy the episode and feel free to leave me some comments. Cheers. Hey, what's going on, Cultivated Family? It is Saturday, November 16th. 2019. And I'm currently sitting in a sauna, so I thought I'd get a couple of these thoughts out, give you guys a little bit of an update, and uh, hell, just event. We have uh, officially been at this for about a, a, a little over a year now, um, and I'm using the timeline starting when we actually signed our lease and, and got into the space to start negotiating and, and getting the build out going. So Year, let's fast forward a year later. We still have not opened up for sailing. Uh, no clones are available yet since we had uh, you know, a long build out and had to go through the process of licensing and getting our certificate of occupancy and getting the BOP, which takes a lot of time and patience, most importantly. Some of the things that I've learned along the way are invaluable to the overall success of, of just being patient in this business. I think most importantly, what I'm focused on is keeping the team morale in the right direction. It's not easy to really define and and understand what your business model is until you're actually in it and the path gets clearer. Long-term goals get much more defined. It's funny, I was watching TikTok and I came across this hustle video that had Mark Zuckerberg discussing that no overnight success came from a pre-built plan. The plan was to start and the ideas were flowing through that. So I I found a lot of found a lot of humility in what that statement meant. Yeah, we had ambition to start a nursery and you know didn't really have uh, you know didn't have the clearest defined path until we got into it and started meeting people and really understand that, you know, the the importance of clean genetics and, and bug-free clones that get delivered are super important, right? Like we, you know, that's just the basics around it, but how do we get there? How do we build a business off of empathy and really understanding the true needs behind the, the cultivation operations that we're selling to? And that's the cool thing is that we've learned so much throughout this past year, understanding that plant tissue culture is really the defined path for any nursery that it really should be targeted on. It's incredible to know that there's so many people that just, you know, want to want want to grow fire genetics and and really just put out the best type of flower out there. Well, this is really where there's not a whole lot of discussions around the nursery space or maybe just not in my realm of attention. I do pay attention to our competition because I learn from them. Right. I want to see what they're doing well, what they're doing poorly. But there's always opportunity to help and grow with each other. That's kind of what's cool about this business is that there isn't a whole lot of attention on the nursery level. And that's really where we're coming in to to help define and clear up that path for everybody. So plant tissue culture is really that that part that I enjoy discussing and learning more about 
And truly, when I get to nerd out and talk about our business uh, with other people, this is what gets so fascinating is the understanding that, you know, we are we are basically getting plants out of rehab and 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 giving them a clean, fresh start. That's really cool. And when you're when it starts boiling down to um, why that's important to any cultivation operation, well, it, it it really does focus on the reduction of loss. Right. We're not going to claim that these plants are going to uh, grow faster, yield more bud, but you're going to have less loss. Right. That's super important when you start talking about the amount of loss from a commercial cultivation operation. And even if it's three percent, six percent, 20 percent less loss throughout a, a yearly span. Now we're talking serious profit savings. Now we're really looking at the macro view of why these first generation clones are important and why it's super crucial that we create awareness around plant tissue culture and the necessity that this industry really needs it to have. So that's what's exciting about this whole past year is the amount of clarity that I've found for cultivated genetics and really being able to put our business plan into a, a direct clear path of why this is important. So a lot of that couldn't have happened without some of these, these, these Bumps and hiccups along the way, you know, jumping into something too soon might have led us down the wrong path and put out dirty clones or dirty genetics and just been another nursery. That's not what we're looking for. And that's really what I'm talking about here is, you know, being a CEO of a, a startup cannabis company is very unique. I don't want to say that I've I've defined the path or, or really created what this should look like. I'm still learning. But what's really interesting is that I'm embracing our losses and our hiccups. A lot of these challenges could have potentially just closed the doors on a lot of people. It's stressful. There's a lot that comes into play when you're dealing with a live plant. And again, that's not necessarily a, a factor when you're dealing with people and, and human emotions and power and all this difference, all these different things, negotiations with your landlord or maybe your, your quote unquote partners. There's a lot of things that goes into play in this cannabis industry. Not a lot of things that people are comfortable talking about, which is why I'm recording this. I don't even know if I'll ever publish this, but I do know that me talking about it has to go down somewhere. There's got to be awareness around the truth and reality about starting up a cannabis business. This is no easy task, and it's not for the lighthearted. What I'm really passionate about is really defining that clear path of providing first-generation clones and clean material into the industry. And who knows? Maybe this could go into a different direction down the road. But we're almost there. We do have the ability to start pumping out clean clones, hopefully within the next couple months. Plants are finally in-house. They are growing. They're thriving. They are in this, this beautiful environment that I haven't seen any other nursery provide. So it's nice to be first to market with a, with a, with a clean solution, but I know that it's going to come with a lot of challenges. Keeping a clean environment is the number one task that we are facing. So how do we do that? Strict SOPs. Employees, owner operators that want to embrace the culture of being clean. That's not an easy thing to do, but we all know that we're on the same path and trying to keep everybody on that same path is, again, one of my biggest challenges as a leader. So let that sink in for a moment. Growing, cultivation, anything that's related to do with the cannabis industry right now is focusing on the brand, the reputation, the you know, what's fire, you know, what's getting the most likes on Instagram, all that shit. You know what? It's all about the foundation of the company. That's really what's defining me and being a leader at Cultivated. 
I'm not trying to do this shit for a quick buck. This is clearly the biggest debt that I've put myself into. I've been, you know, coming from a, a very secure financial background and made some good decisions early on in my, my career path with real estate and, you know, um, get my, found myself in a, in a corporate position, leading professionals and really understanding that, you know, customer centric selling is, is really about finding the solution and putting them first. This is very uncomfortable for me at certain times because I am in a very financially insecure position, which I'm not accustomed to. But it's also bringing this different level of clarity to me and really putting myself into a position of making methodical decisions rather than rash, irrational decisions. That's what's cool about this. I'm fucking addicted to this process. I love all the decision making that's having to take place, all the levels of prioritization, all the communication, all the gaps in communication that I'm taking ownership on and really putting everybody first and ensuring that some of these things that have to get addressed and clarified, come back to me. This is where I find myself in a position of, of leadership that I really enjoy, right? Everything's my fault. I want to make sure that everyone is aware that I, that I think about that and that any decision that's made, even if it's something that I have indirect communication about, that's fine. It's still my fault because I didn't address it in a cumulative, overall, transparent way. That's it. Right. Everyone thinks that they're the professional until it's until there's a problem and then it's somebody else's fault. Well, that's that's the cannabis industry, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of quote. I'm using air quotes. IP in this business, intellectual property or SOPs or certain things that everybody does their own way that they think is a secret. You know what? That's all fine and dandy. Execute on it. If you think this is the best way to do it. Cool. I'm going to support that. But execute on it. And when there's a problem and you need to course correct, pivot, own it, and that's that. Let's course correct. Execution is the game here. Fuck, I'm going to get off my soapbox. I'm getting fired up in here. And it is 100 and, what is that, 140 degrees right now in the sauna. feels great to sweat out a lot of the stress. And, and guys, this is important. I work my ass off. I do. I'm working two jobs at the moment. I'm working this... This corporate gig that I've, you know, come to find myself at uh, a crossroads with of, hey, you know, everyone's always asking, hey, I see you're building a business over here. How soon till you leave that company? Well, let me, I'll put it this way. We're not making any revenue yet. So that would be a very dumb thing for me to do. I got to pay the bills. I got to keep my lights on. I got to sustain my livelihood. But at the same time, I'm also building a business from scratch. This is not a first time I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. This is a first time experience for me, so I'm not going to jump too soon. That doesn't mean I'm not committed 100%. I put my entire life savings into this into this business to start it up. Yes, that is correct. I put myself into a very tight financial position because I believe in it. I believe in the team that I've cultivated, and I really do believe in the process and the, the actual solution that we're bringing to the marketplace. So that's that. I'm all in. But again, it's it's really being able to enjoy stopping and smelling the roses. I don't think I do that enough. I think I'm so go, go, go that my impatience to get perfect is is blocking my ability to have a, a, a proper balance, which I'm cognizant of. I know that I've, I've hit certain stress points where I get into a funk. It's all right to get into a funk. I really do think that we all find ourselves trying to convince ourselves that we're not in a funk. You've got to embrace that shit. It's healthy. 
right? You got to really realize that having, having trials and tribulations is really what's defining you as a leader. If you're listening to this, if it ever gets published, you're, you're probably listening to this because I somehow found the path for starting a cannabis business and it actually succeeding. So people are going to look back and say, wow, I wonder what Sergio was thinking a year before they actually made, you know, a, a name for themselves in the industry. Well, this is it, guys. This is raw and uncut. But I'm excited about this. I mean, we really have come a long way. We've faced so many different challenges. Again, just even getting on the same page of getting our BOP, our business operating permit in the city of Sacramento, and what was told to us from the CDFA, which is the California Department of Food and Agriculture. They told us we could have plants in the facility, but as long as we weren't selling them, we were okay. Well, guess what? That wasn't the case with Sacramento. When they came in and saw that we had plants in there, knowing that we weren't going to be selling any clones for at least, you know, three months from that particular point when they came in to inspect us, well, guess what happened? They actually came in and said, if you have these plants in here tomorrow, when we come back to revisit, we're going to fine you $10,000 per plant. We had 180 plants in the room at the time. So do the math. That would not have been easy to, to swallow. But again, it's just the, the, the rules and regulations and getting on the same page and really being acclimated to what your local jurisdiction rules compared to the state rules is crucial. Guys, don't believe everything you fucking hear. Find, find others that are in your neighborhood, in your suite, or I'm sorry, in your building. Talk to them about this shit. Talk to the professionals at the, at the city, right? Like they're the ones that are going to be writing you up for shit. So find out what they are expecting. So that was a big learning curve. Don't believe everything you hear online. Don't believe anything you hear from, uh, you know, from, from the internet. I, that's very redundant, but you know, just do your due diligence, talk to people, understand that you're not the only one going through this. So, you know, again, these, these different, uh, these different challenges that we've hit roadblocks on are really defining the company that we are. We know that we're going to come out of this stronger because we did face these. So that's all I got for you guys. I appreciate you listening to me rant and, and really just get the, uh, the interpersonal side of a CEO behind a cannabis startup. You know, there's a, I'm sure you're going to hear a lot more about these. And, you know, if, again, if you're listening to this, I appreciate you. Good luck on your venture. Stick through it. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.